Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. The attorney, Michael Cohen, has just sat down. The Republicans have moved to to delay this hearing because they didn't receive the information they were entitled to yesterday and they didn't receive any evidence until this morning and there's not a snowball's chance in hell that Elijah Cummings is going to postpone this hearing. And not with all that media that's there. And Cohen looks like a... He just looks sleazy. If anything exciting happens, Karen promises to come in and let us know, and we will carry it. But as far as I'm concerned, this is just going to be a lot of posturing. Now I see Jim Jordan is uh, at the microphone, and and uh, the vote is on the table, the motion to postpone. How are they going to get it passed if there's a majority? Uh, ugh, I give up. Anyway, it was very interesting watching some of the coverage this morning. What, what are you laughing about? I'm listening. Oh, see, Hobo's listening, and apparently it's quite funny. What's so funny? No, basically because they're appealing because of the rules and everything. And um, one of the ladies just said, vote to oppose the rules, basically. Okay. And they're actually voting on it right now. All right, good. Well, let them vote and then we'll find out more. Oh, Cohen's already talking, so I guess there can't be too much uh, delays going on. Um, anyway, so I was watching the coverage from Vietnam and it's kind of fascinating when you think about it, of all the places on earth to have an American president meeting with the North Korean leader, Vietnam is kind of a sore, sore spot for this nation. And, uh, and, and North Korea is absolutely a despotic dictatorship, which is amazing to me when uh, the president called him a, a good leader. You know, and I, I defend the president for the most part. I'd like to see something happen that would bring peace to this part of the world, uh, reunite the Koreas. You know, that would all be wonderful. But I really don't think that you can describe Kim Jong-un as a great leader. I would say he is possibly the worst leader on the planet right now, or at least he's in the top five. Um Oh, gosh. Are we beginning with the votes now? Oh, gosh. All right. So, the, but, you know, if you were watching, my husband was furious this morning. Six o'clock this morning, he turns on the televisions. I had just gotten back from the gym. And he said, they're only talking about Cohen. The president is in North Korea, and they're only talking about Cohen on MSLSD, on uh, NBC, CBS. It was all Cohen all day. It's going to be all Cohen all day, except maybe on Fox. And even on Fox, it's going to be all co, you know, all Cohen most of the day. So we have to make a decision here if it's going to be all Cohen on the Joyce Kaufman show. And the decision has been made. As long as it's interesting, we'll go to it. As long as we feel the radio coverage um, is is great, um, we will go to it. But most of this is the what we're used to in these congressional hearings and these committee hearings is both sides trying to make their case. They're not really interested in the answers unless the answers fit their agenda. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not all that interested in it. I will feign interest if they tell me it gets interesting. But for now, we're going to just talk about a bunch of other things. Um, so much going on. Uh, I really... I. I cannot believe that anybody in this country would not be rooting 
for the president to be successful in North Korea. But there are actually people, lots of them, who are not rooting for him to be successful. They would like to see, I mean, all I heard this morning was, well, he's going to cave and he's going to give in and he's too nice. And, you know, one would think that we would say we we can only hope and pray for the sake of, of North Korea and South Korea, for the sake of the world at peace, that this works, that they're able to come to some conclusion, that they're able to dispose of whatever nuclear capabilities this little dictator nut job has and keep it moving. What If you're going to sit there and laugh, I'm not going to be able to concentrate on what I'm doing. I mean, I don't blame you if it's funny, but... You know, it's you've got to de- only attach to what you need to. Okay. Um, grab your popcorn though, because there's so many good moments that I'm bound to come up. Uh, Karen says I must carry when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez begins her questioning of uh, Michael Cohen, and I I think that she's right. That'll probably be the most interesting part of the entire um, hearing. So we will go to that, but. Um, the the unbelievable scene there there's two things i got to talk about yesterday the house had a climate hearing scheduled and the um the democrats didn't show up <laughs> so the the republicans pulled a power move you know and they adjourned the climate hearing and that was the end of that so i guess this big important climate change stuff is not as important as Cohen's testimony. It's not as important as anything. Um, we did see a prepared draft from Michael Cohen, and in it we see he has no direct evidence of any collusion. So why we continue with this, I'll have never, yeah, I'll never understand. But it's to diminish and to demean the President of the United States. His personal attorney will give his Uh, public testimony where he will call him a racist and he will call him a con man and he will call him a cheat and he will he will lie he will say that that the president lied and uh and we'll see you know the the bottom line was the only thing they're supposed to be investigating as far as i know i don't think congress has the right to investigate anything other than the supposed collusion that might have affected an election I don't think Congress, uh, in oversight, is supposed to be subpoenaing tax records or any such thing from the President of the United States. But all bets are off. You know that, right? We have changed all the rules, and now we are going to uh, we're going to suspend disbelief, and we're going to pretend that we think all of these uh, people actually care about the American public instead of just themselves. This is the biggest photo op of their lives. Elijah Cummings. Uh, you know, a man who has been under uh, an ethics cloud for the last five years is the chairman of this committee, which tells you everything you need to know about the majority in the Congress right now. So anyway, so the um, the two things that really bothered me last night as I was perusing the news and trying to figure out um, what was important was now there is a staffer, a traumatized former staffer who said that President Trump almost kissed her now we're really getting you know way out there he didn't actually kiss her but he came close to kissing her and she was traumatized she was on MSLSD last night 
they gave her like all the rope to with which to hang him and herself. And if you could have seen this testimony or whatever this interview, it was really it was classic. I, it, it was a prediction of what you'll expect with the Cohen uh, thing today. Uh, she went. I I can sometimes still see those lips. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. Hey, somehow I just don't don't see any of this as very serious when we have the president in North Korea trying to negotiate um, and remove nuclear weapons from a madman. But hey, maybe it's just me. The um, the bride, the ISIS bride, who's suing to uh, come back to the United States is actually getting in front of a judge in record speed. And guess who has to attend? The Secretary of State. Uh, a federal judge originally appointed to his post by President George Bush has chosen to expedite the case of former Alabama resident turned jihadi bride Hoda Muthana, an Islamic terrorist who's quit ISIS and decided she also wants to return back to the States. U.S. District Judge Reggie B. Walton specifically ruled yesterday that both Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and the attorneys for Muthana must appear in court next Monday for a hearing. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that really more important than whatever else the Secretary of State should be doing on Monday? Like, he's got to come in and be present in front of some, you know, uh, a U.S. district judge? What if he's negotiating still with uh, his partners in, in North Korea or, or China? Or, or Venezuela, for that matter. Is he supposed to say, whoa, whoa, uh, my State Department duties have to go on hold while I go argue why this ISIS biatch shouldn't be back in the country? I mean, come on. Is this rocket science? How did they get, how did these judges get the audacity to even ask such thing? The suit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the D.C. Circuit last week, uh, and the suit is filed against uh, President Trump, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Attorney General William Barr. Since Muthana currently resides in a Syrian refugee camp, the suit was initiated by her father, Ahmed Ali Muthana, and his attorneys, who, by the way, let me, let me spell this out for you. His attorneys are the CARE attorneys, the Council for American Islamic Relations, which means this is the most uh, fake, fo- phony, fraud, hoax ever uh, perpetrated against the court system but hey you know i think some of that was uh, overstated but maybe not all of it the father of the so-called isis bride has filed a lawsuit and the secretary of state is expected to to be there is the president also expected to be there or the attorney general somehow i doubt any of them will be there anyway let's take a break we are monitoring the cohen testifo- testimony before the house oversight committee so far it just looks like a really nervous michael cohen and a really pissed off elijah cummings jim jordan is uh, reading the riot act to um, cohen i mean is any of this unexpected no, it's uh, going straight to, uh, if you would like to follow it in its entirety, you can go to our website, 850WFTL.com. Karen's got it streaming live there for you. Um, it's it's entirely predictable. It's going to be the Republicans diminishing uh, Michael Cohen's veracity or his ability to tell the truth. 
That is what he's going to jail for, by the way. Uh, he was disbarred this morning as well. And then the Democrats are going to try to find out anything ugly about Donald Trump that they can so they can diminish and demean this presidency. Elijah Cummings said the election in November was the proof that the American public want to know all the uh, dirty secrets about the president. So, hey, listen, um, it's, I, I assume that for those who like great theater, this does make great theater. Unfortunately, it doesn't make great governance. We haven't had great governance in uh, quite some time now, have we? Anyway, so the other stories that I had gotten to or that I was really struggling with uh, over the last 18, first and foremost, I didn't sleep well last night. Apparently, Hobo and I both got three hours of sleep last night. For me, that's barely enough. For a hobo, it's like extra sleep, so he's in better shape today than I am, which is unusual. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm glad that he's all right. Um, I, I couldn't first go to sleep because I didn't get home until after 9, which meant I had to cram in all of, uh, you know, my reading between 9 and whenever I would go to bed. So it took me till about midnight to get through my reading. And then when I lay down, I was so preoccupied with, you know, the fact that I, I live in a country that is great and that has all this incredible potential and so many things to be proud of. And all we can seem to do in Capitol Hill is find ways to bicker about, um, I'm not even sure what we're bickering about. That, that's really, they don't like the president and we don't like them. That's, that's the subject of our bickering. And it's just, it's, it's a futile kind of, it, it, it doesn't make my job fun. Let me put it to you that way. It makes my job kind of tedious at times because I'm, I would like to stay a little bit above the fray, but it's virtually impossible if everything that you read and everything that you watch on television takes you right there to it. So I'll do the best that I can, and I will tell you what the stories were that really, really set my hair on fire. First and foremost, do you know who's leading in the New Hampshire primary for the Democrats? Not by a little, either. Leading by a, a large margin? The last one to get in, Bernie Sanders. Which tells you everything you need to know about the direction of the Democrat Party. They have moved to Bernie Sanders land. But didn't I tell you that? Yeah, well, listen. What that means is, this is going to be an election... Between socialism, and actually Bernie's a communist, and capitalism. That's what it's going to be. Unfortunately, every time the Democrat Party does this and swings wildly over to the left side, they lose dramatically. Uh, let's remember uh, McGovern. Let's remember, oh gosh, I forgot the other M that lost big time. The only thing that concerns me when you always keep bringing this up is like civic lessons and everything else. And like, mm -hmm. you know, you were taught all those things about you know communism, socialism, and everything else in the downfalls. We weren't really taught that stuff, right? You don't so know the biggest voting. Well, block just look right at now. Venezuela. Okay, is this what you want? But they're they're eating out of trash trucks in Venezuela. It was once the richest country in all of the yeah, richest country in South America. It was where all the Colombians were trying to move. It was where all the Brazilians were trying to move. It was by the way, aren't you glad they sent that Brazilian woman back home? You know, she's in ice custody. The one who uh, knocked the maga hat off a guy's head in New England somewhere. 
And uh, she ends up, uh, if you're an illegal alien, you probably shouldn't uh, get arrested for knocking some guy's hat off in a bar because you could end up in on an ice detainer, which this uh, this broad did. And I call her a broad because who gets drunk at a bar and starts picking on guys, you know, who are wearing MAGA hats? You got to be uh, crazy. Oh, I see uh, Cohen is delivering his opening statement. We'll let you know what's in it as soon as we figure it out. So stay right where you are. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, sir, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. You know, my question is, why are so many Democrats getting caught as uh, racist? Now we got a Democratic state lawmaker who had to apologize after she's been accused of using the N-word to describe a Maryland district. Her name is Marianne Lasanti, a Democrat, uh, who apologized to the leaders of the Legislative Black Caucus in Maryland after numerous witnesses say she used a racial slur while describing a legislative district in Prince George's County, uh, though the lawmaker says she doesn't remember using the alleged slur. Lasanti is a 51-year-old white female lawmaker who was approached by members of the Legislative Black Caucus Monday night after it was reported she made the racist comment after work hours at a cigar bar in Annapolis, Maryland, while speaking to a white colleague in January, according to the Washington Post report. Democratic de Delegate Daryl Barnes, who chairs the Black Caucus and represents a district in Prince George's County, said Lasanti apologized to the caucus, caucus rather, multiple times. He wants her to take further steps towards absolution. He says when people use that word, it's a reflection of what's in their heart. She apologized several times, Barnes said. She recognizes how she has hurt so many within the caucus, and she hoped to repent from this. She said she doesn't remember fully what happened, but she re re recognizes what happened. What does that mean? I don't remember it, but it sounds like me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she, they want her to not only apologize, but to participate in sensitivity training. He left open the possibility that the caucus might offer other recommendations like get rid of the uh, woman. But here's the problem. In Virginia, you have the blackface uh, governor who's still in office. Apparently, no big deal. Um, you have the lieutenant governor who's been accused of uh, rape. And uh, the Me Too movement just suddenly went silent. It went dark. And now you have, and yet another uh, legislator there with some kind of blackface pictures and now you have a democrat in maryland who uh thinks that uh, prince george county is an n district it'd be kind of like me if i were elected to the florida house or the florida senate and i was driving around this distorted district that i'll see hastings um has that ranges from miami dade all the way through palm beach county and i think even beyond and i said that this district seemed to have been gerrymandered for a particular color i definitely would not have said the n-word because that's not in my heart so i think that uh that the caucus leader 
as much as I seldom agree with any uh, people who feel like they have to identify themselves as a something American, they can't just be an American, they have to be a black American, and they have to be a, you know, an Asian American or a Hispanic American. I don't usually go for those kind of caucuses. Why don't they just all caucus together? But I am, uh, I'm pretty sure that this woman is, has said it before and will say it again. And an apology is probably not sufficient. So I said to you earlier that the uh, front runner right now and a, a significant lead would be Senator Bernie Sanders, the independent from Vermont, who is running for the Democrat nomination. And here's a guy who is happy to demonize any wealthy Americans. He accused millionaires and billionaires whom he despises of destroying American democracy. He called for a political revolution against them and identified their insatiable greed as a threat to the entire country. Clearly, he has very strong beliefs about right and wrong that are grounded in his own moral code. There is no hesitance, no equivocation in his condemnations. Yet when it comes to uh, condemn, you know, something like uh, Maduro, for instance, the leader in Venezuela, not so fast. He has stopped short of calling him a dictator. He paused when Wolf Blitzer asked him that question. I played the sound for you yesterday and uh, shifted his weight around in the chair really uncomfortably. And then with a very pained expression on his face, he said, I think it's fair to say that the last election was undemocratic. Really? That's it? That's all you got? Uh, but there were still democratic operations taking place in that country. The point is, what I'm calling for right now is uh, internationally supervised free elections. Oh, boy. Democratic operations? What is he talking about? Did he not read about Maduro's regime using military force over the weekend to prevent the supplies from getting in? Did he not notice that uh, an American journalist... Or Mexican-American journalist. I don't know how he's got citizenship in both Mexico and America. But his crew was primarily American. Uh, Jorge Ramos was uh, detained for two hours in a dark room by the Maduro regime because they don't like the question that he asked Maduro. Uh, I guess uh, Bernie thought that's part of the uh, part of the democratic processes that are going on there. Um, or maybe it's all that military force that the uh, Maduro's uh, policies are literally creating a country that used to be the richest in South America, now on the verge of collapse. The people are starving. The average person has lost 25 pounds in Venezuela, and hospitals can't even provide basic medical services. So I don't know which uh, democratic processes he's referring to. Maybe he's referring to the Venezuela legislature that is now... Um, in the opposition's hand, the National Assembly is in Juan Guaido's hands, who has declared himself the interim president. Is that what he means by the Democrat? I, I just, you can't figure Bernie Sanders out. You really can't. But it's a disturbing pattern that I see with Mr. Sanders. Once a commie, always a commie. Just saying. You know, it's my opinion, but it seems to be bearing true with uh Bernardo Sanders, the self-hating Yid. Um, then we had a Democrat who compared the border agents to Nazi collaborators. I, I don't make this stuff up. This is actual stuff. A Democrat congresswoman uh, 
like in border security, she's uh, Mary Scanlon, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, speaking at a House Judiciary Committee hearing on the policy of separating children at the border, said she was struck by what she called the denial of humanity to illegal immigrants. Is she talking about the coyotes that rape them and then sell them for sex slaves, or is she talking about Border Patrol agents? Oh, she's talking about Border Patrol agents. When you say that the cause of migration is legal loopholes or bad judicial decisions rather than the dire conditions of violence and poverty in these people's home countries that's literally driving them from home. Ah! I, I mean, is it? Maybe I'm just getting jaded. But doesn't that sound like a whole bunch of crap to you? The euphemism of following orders. That's what she used. She said... This hearing is a recognition and an insistence that on the humanity, that just following orders is no more an excuse today than it was back in Germany. Wow. So in other words, she just compared the Border Patrol agents who protect our southern border, who keep out the drugs even at those ports of entry, as Nancy likes to point out. Those guys are just following orders like the Gestapo followed orders that Hitler was giving them. You can't. You can't make this stuff up. They just keep sticking their foot in it. But if you have a media that's complicit in covering up your stuff, when this won't appear anywhere... Instead, you'll be watching Cohen all day long saying that uh, he inflated his assets to get on the wealthy list. He deflated his assets to to cheat on his taxes. I mean, you know, Michael Cohen has a list of illegal activities that he performed for the president. It's unbelievable to me. President Donald Trump declared a national emergency at the border. And now we have Congress who has, uh, you know, de- un- undone that or so they think with a resolution, which may or may not. First and foremost, I have to say this. You know that one of our Florida congressmen actually voted against the National Emergency Act? Yeah, Mr. Rooney, I'd like uh, you to call into this program. Used to be uh, able to get you on the show, but somehow once you became a never-Trumper, it got harder and harder to get an appearance out of you. But... uh a pox on you. If you think you're representing your district by uh, voting against the national emergency, um, you'll have to. You, you'll have an opportunity to explain that on this program anytime you want. I'll give you an hour. I'll give you two hours. I'll give you three hours because it'd take that long just for you to make a, a you know a rational case. Uh, Senator Cory Booker, who's of course another, is he still running for the presidency? I think so. I don't hear much about him except when he says stupid things like, oh, we need to pay reparations. Um, He used a similar analogy back in January when he lit into the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen over reports that President Trump made derisive remarks about African countries. People who sit by and do nothing when they hear bigotry are complicit in that bigotry, Booker said. If you come after Jews, if you come after under Muslims, you come after my fellow American citizens, I will not tolerate it. And she should have been in the same way opposed to just doing her job. You know, these guys are just, they are beneath contempt. Contempt is a step up. 
for how I actually feel about most of them. Anyway, we're going to stay on task. Got a couple of other things. I have a guest coming on at 11. Um, she was banned from Facebook. It's an interesting story. She has been reinstated, but when you hear what this is all about, it'll really make you crazy. I'll tell you what's making me crazy. The fact that uh, you got people like Donald Trump Jr. Uh, being shadow banned, uh, people being stripped away from him on Facebook. Um, you know, they have they have an all out full court press to eliminate conservative speech going on on all these social media platforms from Google to Facebook to to uh, PayPal to Twitter. It's enough already. When are we going to start fighting back? When are we going to turn these stupid hearings off and start talking about what's really important? All right. So, uh, you know, listen, the 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 situation in Washington, and I'm not talking about this uh, hearing, which is turning out to be a real uh, snoozer. I mean, everything that we read, he's saying. So you don't really need to hear him saying it. And he's really the most insincere kind of guy you could ever have, right? Like, if you, is this a guy you want as a character witness for you? Not. So um, pro I promise I have spared you the worst of it. If anything interesting happens, we will, uh, Karen will come in and let us know and we will carry it. But for now, um, I think you'd be better served if I sat here and read from a Marvel comic than if we ca carried that live. No offense to people who might want to hear that. You can watch it at our website, 850WFTL.com. Karen's got it streaming live there for you. Okay? But we're going to talk about uh, the things that matter to most Americans, you know, and, and, and that has much more to do um, with... Things like a terror cell on our doorstep. Yeah, yeah. This I found this to be extremely uh, unsettling news today. Hezbollah terrorists, cells and activists are operating in or recently were active in more than a dozen countries across Latin America, including Mexico on the U.S. border. Actual Hezbollah presence in at least 14 states with clear involvement in others. So does that make you kind of a little queasy? Because let me tell you what Hezbollah is. They're in Mexico. They're in El Salvador. They're in Nicaragua. They're in Belize. They're in Panama. They're in Guyana. They're in Brazil. They're in Venezuela. They're in Paraguay. They're in Bolivia. They're in Argentina. They're in Peru. They're in Uruguay, and they're in Chile. Wow. And where is this mass humanitarian crisis of migrants all coming from or through? Yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I literally laughed at Hobo, and he couldn't have been more right. I mean, I always admit when Hobo is right, it's not often enough that, uh, you know, it takes up too much of my time. But Hobo was right when he said we were going to start seeing Venezuelan migrants that were going to make it all the way up to the southern border. And in fact, we are. So isn't it comforting to know that places like Venezuela and and, and Paraguay and Bolivia and Argentina and uh, El Salvador and Nicaragua and all these other countries have operational Hezbollah terrorist cells in them? Let me let me just try to reframe that for those of you who are uh, still Democrats and therefore have troubled thinking. These terrorists are not stupid. 
And when they figure out that people are crossing that southern border just by, uh, you know, bringing a kid along, they will be bringing children along. Hezbollah is one of the top five threats to our national security. That's according to D.C. Iran is 100% behind Hezbollah actions. They fund them, they train them, they arm them. And beyond Hezbollah terrorists in Latin America, Iran itself is heavily involved in countries to the south of the U.S., politically, economically, and even militarily. Iran's terror tentacles do not only stretch into Latin America and the Middle East, but also into Africa. Only this week, Kenya snagged the Iranian ambassador in Nairobi for attempting to bribe officials to smuggle two Iranian terror suspects out of the country. UK parliamentarians are about to vote on adding Hezbollah's political wing to its military division as a designated terror organization. Well, we already did that. Both France and Germany indicated they are not prepared to follow suit. They still like Hezbollah. God help them. God save them because they're going to need it. So Hezbollah is ramping up south of our border. And we're arguing about whether we have a national emergency or not at the border. Guys, you better wake up. They have you looking at the shiny thing. Michael Cohen is the shiny thing. And you've kept your eye off the important stuff like large caches of military equipment and explosives belonging to Hezbollah jihadis that we just found in Latin America.